Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. Today's podcast, we are talking about social media engagement. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to number 75, podcast number 75. Today, we're going to dig in to social media engagement. I think it's the new currency. I think it's what is needed for your business in order for you to grow on social circles. And we are going to dissect it, pull it apart, and tell you what we think about it. We being myself and the lovely Heather Porter. Hey, H. Hi, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. How are you guys? Everybody <laughs> is rocking. Now, Heather, it's a little cold where you are. We are at the opposite ends of spectrums of temperatures right now. I am cooking where I am, <laughs> and you are freezing, right? Freezing. I'm all wrapped up in like a woolen jumper. <laughs> uh, well, that's the joys of having a global uh, global business. That's right. So, someone's hot and someone's cold. Hey, so we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, social media engagement. Why are we going to talk about this today? Because I think it's so incredibly important. And when you just fine tune and tweak some of your social posts to do some of these tips, you'll get some results. And why do we know that? Because we've seen it ourselves. I've watched our clients do some of these things. And, you know, it really just comes down to how do you have a conversation on your social media? So we're going to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's always a good conversation because, you know, it's one of the things that when I do a talk in front of anybody and, you know, one of the questions, especially from newbies, and yes, there are newbies out there on social media, um, they say, you know, how do I grow my list? How do I get more followers? You know, and they're like, should I go and buy this or buy that? No, no, no. Spend your time doing good engagement stuff and you'll see your, your list naturally grow. But anyway, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Absolutely. So now, that. Andrew, what um, have you learned in the last week? Hey, well, i tell you what I learned. Yeah, and we're going to stick to the social media theme, but um, here's something that's going to make everyone go, hmm, and that is a new buy button, buy now button, is appearing on tweets. Twitter is starting to roll out a buy button. So now not only are you going to read 140 characters, but you're going to read the buy now button inside some of these tweets. They're looking at testing, or they're testing this already. It started appearing on some tweets last week, and uh, watch this space. Now, at the moment, it's only available, well, it's only been seen on mobile devices. It hasn't been seen on the web version of Twitter yet, but uh, mobile devices are now letting you sell stuff. So, you know, I think this is where we're all going. It's um, These platforms need to make money. We keep saying this, there's no free lunch. Uh, mm. These platforms need to make money, and the way they'll do that is by you spending your money on getting your content in front of other people, whether it's content or whether it's ads, this is how they're going to make money. And um, they either do or they die, I guess. That's my that's my point on that one. But so the button appears on uh, mobiles. It doesn't appear on the web versions. It's coming out. It's going to pop out and start watching what happens for that. You heard it first here on AYB Podcast. 
<laughs> you know, if they do, if people actually do really good little conversational content like we're going to talk about, then I think the buy now button should be okay because I've seen that used before in lots of situations, even on like Instagram where, you know, especially for women or on Pinterest where you have, you'll mention or talk about a beautiful product. And then if you do your job as a marketer and business owner, everyone who listens to what you're saying is thinking, I want that. So this just allows them a place to click to get it. Again, if you're not pimpy and cheesy with the whole thing, then that that button could actually be quite good. But unfortunately, I have a feeling for a while there that people are going to misuse it somehow. I think they'll misuse it for sure. But you're right. It's going to be all about the delivery and the execution of what you deliver. Absolutely. That will get people interested. So that will be... Very interesting to watch who does it well and who doesn't. And um, there'll be guaranteed people who do it really badly and you just cringe and think, why are they even bothering? (laughs) Does that person get paid to do marketing? I hope not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So tell me what you learned. What's uh, what's happening in your world? Well, this is more – I guess it was a – Oh, wow. I did realize not, not a lot of people actually know that moment. So uh-huh. it was almost uh, things that make me go, hmm, and I want to share this. So basically, um, I was talking last week or end of last week to some people and I was just saying to them, you know, what you want to do is get some good testimonials or some good um, content out there. And they all were saying, oh, well, I can't hire a camera crew and, you know, I don't have time to pull out my my own setup or hire the gear or whatever I need to do. It's just all too hard to create video to use in my business, especially when it comes to having other people on board or interviewing them. And I actually said, actually, not really, because what you can do is, is use Google Hangouts, which I think it's great. And we use it for Make It Simple TV that we do every week as well. And all you need to do, you have a Google Plus account, you log in and you create a Hangout that's live on air. You can get other people to come and join that and you use your webcam. So really you're using your webcam on your computer. You can light your face up, face a window, you know, do something like that. You can get a decent headset or microphone. And the second you hit start broadcast, it automatically films on your YouTube channel. So it records that conversation. Now, here's the thing that I want you guys to to take note of. So what you need to do next is go into your YouTube channel, into your video manager, and you can then access all your videos. So inside all your videos, there's a little edit button and there's an option in there to download the MP4. So straight from your own YouTube channel, you can download the video and then you can edit it. So if you have interviews, if you're making premium content, if you're doing testimonials, you can literally provide that footage to an editor or edit it yourself into something much more clean that you can use elsewhere and repurpose. So simple, quickest, easiest way to create videos, just jumping on a hangout, downloading the episode and doing something with it from there. Very cool. Very cool. Now, um, of course, YouTube is free, so you don't have to pay for any of that either, right? That's why it works so well. It's so incredibly easy. And most people nowadays have a decent internet connection and a webcam so you can create great content. Love it, love it, love it. So um, very cool, very cool. So we dig into what we're talking about today and that's engagement? Yes, let's do it. So I want to hear what your definition, your own Andrew definition of engagement is. (laughs) My definition of engagement is connecting with people on a level that almost has intimacy. So you almost feel like, uh, you know what, I could either tweet you or Facebook you or pick up a phone and call you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You're engaging with people that they want to hear, but you've got to say, you want to hear what they've got to say. It's got to be a two-way street. Um, Engagement is not, here, listen to my stuff. 
and they're they're listening intently it's actually both it's a it's a it's both ways it's um they they're going to be able to respond to you and you can respond to that response if that makes sense it does yeah, yeah. very well done I think that's a good answer. And I would, from my end, it's just basically all the posts that you're putting online, the intention behind them is that you want people to respond. So you're opening up a conversation. And if you think of it in those terms, instead of just blasting a comment or sort of this is all about me, it, it just changes how things happen. So by having a conversation with somebody, you started out like, hey, guys, how are you, how are you going? Have you heard about this? Versus look at this. You know, it's two very different sort of ways, I guess, of, of engaging online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good. I like that. I like that too. And I think uh, it's important to know that it is so easy to engage on all the platforms. I think this is why they call it social media because it's it, it needs to have that engagement factor for it to be called social media. Otherwise, it's just a uh, another TV station really. Yeah, and we all know that too, um, especially Facebook, they, they're looking at – in their algorithms of how they choose what posts go on the news feeds. They're looking for the ones that get the most surprise, surprise engagement. So uh-huh, you, uh-huh. you you want this not only to, of course, connect with your fans at a deeper level, but also to get your posts seen organically more often. Yeah, right. Yep. So let's okay. start with Facebook. What, um, let's talk, I have a couple of things, I guess, that I've started trialing and just watching others do so very well on Facebook. And again, that is literally starting the conversation. Like for example, if you are in a video series or somebody interviews you, here's an example of a post that does not have engagement. It is, um, I was interviewed on such and such show talking about this paste link. (laughs) That would be a non-engagement sort of post. Another one would be, hey guys, so excited. My mentor of five years just interviewed me and I share something I've never shared with somebody else. I would love to hear your thoughts. Post link. See the difference? Same exact promotional thing. You're, you're, You're sending out the same link, but very different types of posts. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it really depends on, not depends. It's really crucial that you have Something that gives the reader a call to action. Yes. Uh, and in that second case, you said, I'd love to know your thoughts. I'd know your thoughts. You know, you're, you're inviting them to give you a lot of thoughts. Now, what's your opinion, Heather, on um, either having a yes-no answer mm. or, or a, um, a sentence or two or more, more than two words that they have to respond to? What are you, what are you finding there that's working out there? I have found that yes-no answers work best for like and unlike so if it's if it's a like you'd, you'd word it in such a way where do you agree with this click like that sort of thing, but open ended answers are the things that get people actually talking. So those those questions like what do you think or um, has this happened to you before or how what is you know give us an example of what's happened to you before specifically. So you mm-hmm. want again you're you're asking them to to carry on that conversation. And we all have all learned, especially with our background, Andrew, and doing events and speaking, that if you answer a, or ask a question from stage or if you're meeting somebody for the first time and it's a yes, no answer, then you're not opening a conversation. It's still mm-hmm. a closed door. But if you ask better questions, then you're getting to know the person. So same thing with online. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's you want to get that uh, – a conversation going. It doesn't matter where, what, whether you're using social media or not. You know, it's important that you've got that dialogue opening. There's nothing worse than trying to talk to someone whose uh, vocabulary has two words and it's yes and no. 
Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Exactly. So look, I think um, another thing with engagement I see that's been used really well, again, is photos. I think I find that on Facebook, the photos that are more real, that are like snapshots, are personable, again, create conversation because they are just that. They're personable. It's it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting an insight into this person's life. The ones that are edited and beautifully done graphically um, – yeah, they, they work great, but I guess I've seen more engagement on a really personal snapshot of people versus the in the studio hair and makeup done, you know, perfect lighting um, sort of thing, because it looks more like a marketing piece versus a conversational piece. So uh. again, think about your images. Um, if if you can stay away from stock images, then do. And if you are using stock images, how can you make them yours? You know, what sort of quotes, what sort of little overlays and funky little graphics can you put on top? Again, so the the graphics that are really speaking to people and getting them to respond are the ones that are more personal, more about the brand versus that extra, extra polished look. What I'm going to change the topic a little bit. What are your okay? So you're talking about photos. Mm. Um, what about tagging people in a fo- in a post or, or a um? No, I'm just saying. Let's say that it's a photo of you and me, and I've tagged you. Should I tag you in a photo with me, or should I not do that? Uh, what are your thoughts around that? And then I'll ask a second part to this question. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. I think for, for photos like that where you've just hung out with somebody, um, especially if they know it's coming, like I, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll have a, I'll take a photo and say, hey, you guys, cool if I pop this on social media um, and then tag you in. And then, yeah, in that case, absolutely. But the, the ones that don't work are when you put a photo up, like a marketing photo, and then you tag loads of people in that are not actually in the photo. So that's a do not do. <laughs> So I'll give you an experience of this. I have this uh, happened two weeks ago, and this guy tagged me and 150 other people, something stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, what is – I don't even know this guy. The photo was terrible. It was, wasn't even – it was such a corny, cheesy photo. So I, I um, went to this guy's profile. And as I said, I didn't really know him. We were friends on Facebook, but I didn't know him. And um, and I was going to go and write, hey, dude, what the hell are you doing? But I'd been beaten to the punch by a whole bunch of other people saying, what are you doing? And, and you know what the funny thing was? He was he was um, advertising the fact how to grow your business by engagement, yeah. right? He was doing that and he was tagging people in photos. And I said, dude, where are you? And I wrote on there. I said, mate, I don't know where you're getting this from, but what the hell? Who who have you been learning this from? Because it's completely the wrong thing. And he gave me the name of this, um, the guy that he'd been learning off and this mentoring because this is the way this guy te- tells you to do it. And I said, well, I would run for the hills because this guy doesn't know anything about what's going on. Mm. And um, he wrote back and he said, well, he said that if anyone just writes negative stuff, just bar them from your Facebook page. Oh, my goodness. That's so bad. <laughs> And I'm like, and I wrote back and I said, there's your answer. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, and anyway, it turns out that now, you know, he's, he, he certainly hasn't done it, but he's reached out a few times and said, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, um, you know, my, I'm, I'm, we're, we're having a conversation, but, you know, he's lucky that he's doing that. But um, I guess there's a lot of other people that would have just black banned him real quick. I mean, that's just idiotic. I find it, it, see, I think social media is almost like, you know, road rage, right? Where you are driving in your car and for some 
people, for whatever reason, they feel absolutely invincible and they change their personality completely inside of their car. I find the same thing for social media. I think some people, for whatever reason, think I'm behind my computer. I can bully people. I can be rude. And this is how they would never behave naturally in a social environment face to face. Um, And that's the key thing is you have to remember, would you talk like that in a room full of people? Online, mm-hmm. if you're not going to talk like that in front of normal people, then why are you using it online? It's you know, it's just you're right. It's, it's a big shield that they hide behind this mm-hmm. computer. I can attack anybody because I'm invincible, but you're right. You know, hiding behind a computer, and and they're all tough when they can send out bully statements. But as soon as you ask them in front of their face to you know come and uh, man up for it, they're not likely to do it. So. It's interesting how that works right now. <laughs> I know. So just be yourselves, you guys, especially on Facebook. It's all about telling stories and conversations, as we said, and, and you really want people to respond back to you or why are you doing it in the first place? Like you were just saying, the example, Andrew, of that whole one-sided thing of just ban them. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's going in with the intention of actually not wanting to connect with people. So very interesting. So anything else on Facebook before we move on to a couple Twitter tips? Uh, No, I think we'll move on. Let's move on to Twitter. There is a lot more we can talk about Facebook. But, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff we're talking about is pretty much broad across all social platforms. Um, So let's let's give some Twitter examples so we can – you can still apply that to Facebook too. Okay, perfect. So I love this because earlier today we we actually did a Make It Simple.tv episode with um, Keith Keller, who is a Twitter expert. And his whole thing on our show, he kept saying, was engagement, engagement, engagement. The key thing on Twitter is to not buy likes. And again, like Andrew was saying, that these tips carry across all the platforms. So you don't want to be buying your likes, your followers. You want to be doing quantity over, um, sorry, quality over quantity. So it's much more important to build people that, um, you know, you, you know, and, and that you actually want to engage with again, that intention of wanting to engage. And he was also saying just to be really personable. So a great example of that is if somebody asks you a question on Twitter, you can very easily reply to them and, and give them an answer. Or if it's like a bigger answer, I've seen this done where he says, Hey, you know, great question. I've actually just recorded this really quick video for you to answer that question. And you Mm -hmm. can do a little link on a video or, you know, post the video on your phone and put that in there. So Again, um, Twitter is, I guess, more challenging for some people because it's shorter, but it's actually almost in a way easier because you can have one-on-one conversations back and forth. I love that. I love that idea of that little video too. I mean, think about this. You, there's tools out there like um, VSnap, I think it's called. VSnap is a little tool that lets you film up to 60-second videos. Now, imagine if you were – now, I've got a lot of followers. You've got a lot of followers on Twitter, and every time we get new followers, you wouldn't probably have time to go and thank them for joining you but let's say somebody shares your content let's say they go and do a share and that person has a large number of followers you might want to do a quick video and say hey um hey mary i just recorded you a quick video to say thanks for uh, sharing my content yeah um here's the link and all you do on the video is hey i noticed and you may spend extra 10 seconds look at their profile see what they what they like to do and you say hey mary i like i like uh Love to connect, connect with you. Thank you for sharing my content. Really appreciate it. And all of a sudden, that is going to be so much more powerful than anything that they've ever got that day. 
Huge, huge. I'm I'm always looking for people that are retweeting or commenting and either I'll respond if it makes sense or I'll sometimes, depending on the person, I'll thank them. You know, thanks for mm-hmm. sharing this tweet mm-hmm. or thanks for the retweet. And at times as well, I'll even put it as a favorite um, because yeah. oftentimes favorite favoriting tweets is a cool way of kind of collecting a library of what you find valuable. So when you're looking at other users on Twitter, you can see what they favorited and get to get to know them quite quite well and also yeah, kind right. of get, be introduced to followers that they look up to. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, favoriting, favoriting things, um, you know, Twitter as well, conversation engagement is, is a huge place for hashtags, whereas Facebook's not really, but hashtags on Twitter are great because it's how people find sub communities and interests that they, that they value. So whether it's something that's trending in pop culture or news uh, or just a topic like, you know, TGIF, uh-huh. that's a fun one you do tgif on your friday and you can go in there and search in that hashtag and there's all sorts of bizarre photos and things that people are sharing yeah i'll throw back thursdays or whatever it is yeah. there's lots of that sort of stuff too so yeah yeah and then again sub communities uh, and i know we're in twitter but i do want to bring this up about sub communities to facebook as well i've seen this done really really well for engagement so people might do uh share your business tuesdays i've seen that done where they, the page owner will open up their page as a, as a conversation or a marketing tool for other people. So they'll actually say, today, I want you to share everything in this post in the comments here about your business. Give me your link. Give me what you do. And it's opening it up to really genuinely care um, about the followers and let them talk about themselves back. So mm-hmm. little sub-communities can be done in Facebook by, by creating a day on your page or um, sort of an ongoing type of post that you do. Mm, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Anything else about Twitter that we can that we can touch on? No, I think really just that's it. Like, pay attention to what people are saying about you. Respond to them. Be personable back. Um, the the saddest thing you can do is put out a lot of great content and actually never respond back to people that are sharing it or asking you questions. Yeah, that's very important. That's good. I like it. I like it. Cool. So let's talk about Google Plus. All G+. right, Google Plus. So um, let's talk about circles and communities. There's a lot of awesome communities on Google Plus right now that you can really be a part of. I'm not going to talk about Hangouts just in a minute, but have a think about what communities are there that you can interact with. You know, I'm a member of a whole bunch of different communities. Google even tells you what communities you should be a member of. Mm. Not that you have to go there. But when you get in there, there is a whole world waiting for you of different people that you may not have connected with or heard of before that could be part of your um, your your culture, right? So, have a look at who's in there. And then once again, same deal, interact with people that are relevant to you, but also value add to what they're doing and what they're talking about. Don't just go in and start me, 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 me all over the place. (laughs) Exactly. And I I think rule of thumb, when you're getting used to different platforms or different communities or pages is listen first, go in, listen, find out how people are interacting in there. I've seen so many people join a group or community and then they just start blasting. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Instead of really understanding the culture of that particular group, because every group has a different culture based on the the people that started it, based on the top users of it, that sort of stuff. So go in and listen first and then start to comment second and, and come from that perspective of how can I actually add value and help, um, you know, comment on the pre-existing posts and conversations that are happening. Uh, the sub, the the I guess the what will happen naturally from that is that people will then want to know more about you. So if you go look at me, look at me, look at me, that actually turns people off. Yeah, really. Now, um, the other thing about uh, Google Plus is the ability to have Hangouts. We've spoken about that 
and we do a lot of hangouts, you know, you don't have to have a hangout that has everybody on camera. You can have a hangout that's just by yourself and you're out there talking about whatever it is that you want. But the cool thing is that there is the ability for people to ask questions mm. backwards and forwards. So as you're doing your hangouts and you're, and you're showcasing your knowledge, open it up for questions so that people can ask you questions and you can respond backwards and forwards with people so that uh, you get that connection engagement. So hangouts can be a really great way to supercharge your engagement real quick with a lot of people at the same time. Actually, I want to do a quick shout out to Barbara Turley from Energize Wealth who does just that. So she started having live office hours or live Q&A with herself, you know, 10, 15 minutes, if that, maybe a little bit more every single week, same time. And she does this with a hangout, just like you said, and she mm-hmm. opens it up to Q&A. So it, what a, you know, what a cool thing and what a, a great way of using this platform to get real time feedback from people. Yeah, it is really good. That I love, I love that. And she's doing some great jobs. So yeah, good shout out to Barbara there. There you go. Now, here's a tool that I know you absolutely love, and you actually have a, a course on Udemy about it, which is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what do you think, Andrew, about LinkedIn and engagement? LinkedIn is designed for more corporate style people. I think the best feature on LinkedIn is the groups feature. So there are groups for everything on LinkedIn. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. There's a group for it. Uh, you want to get in there, but it's it's um, such a cool – what I do, what I really do like about LinkedIn is that the more you interact with a group, the more people get to know you um, because on the side, on the right-hand side of the group's it tells you who's been interacting lately and who's been interacting the most. And if you get your picture up on there, and I've noticed this myself, um, I've, I've done tests on this mm. to you know do nothing for a week and see what sort of interest I get by people coming to visit your profile and find out a little bit about you. Uh, and then I've gone into groups and specifically done a lot of uh, interaction and engagement so that my picture turns up on the right-hand side. And when I do, the number of people coming to my profile goes to the roof. Simple as that. So um, I love I love the groups feature, and I make it part of my day to go in and, and interact with every group. So I'm always appearing on that side on that sidewall for at least a couple of minutes, so people can see who I am uh, on that interaction side as well. And when you interact, how how does that look like? Is, are people asking questions, and you just help them? Yeah, people people might ask questions. They 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 do it a number of ways. Someone may have written a blog post, and they've stuck their own link up there. So I might go and quickly read the blog post. You know, that might be a hey, the seven tips to do, 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 do. And I might go and pick one of the tips so that I'll show that I've actually read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, post and say, hey, John, I really like that blog post. Um, I don't know about 0.7. I don't think I would do that. Or 0.6 is awesome. I think that's the best thing that's around. So that they get to see that I've actually spent the time clicking on their link, reading their post. I read the content in there so I can come back and make a comment about it. And I know they appreciate it. And then what I find from those people is, they go and look at my profile. Now, often what you're finding is the people that take the time to do the posts and mm-hmm. write a post and put it in there often have a fairly active social media reach. So I want to get on those people's radars. I want them to know who I am yeah. because then they reach out to me and connect with me. So um, it's all strategy. It's all about strategy. I don't go and just um, randomly friend everybody and anybody because they may not be 
anybody or anybody. I'm looking for people that are interactive, uh, interacting and also have a good social reach as well. Very, very good point, everybody. Take note of that. It is absolutely a strategy with who you're connecting with. Um, Like even to the point, there's a tool called Sprout Social for Twitter. There's loads of tools out there for social media. But this tool, its whole thing is about finding influencers. So um, people with big reach, so you know exactly who they are to target them. Uh, I love that you said that, Andrew, because I think that so many people think, oh, yeah, I'll just start liking everybody and this and that. But if you strategically look at who to connect with, movers and shakers, people out there that have followings, it, it'll it'll just change your quality of communications and leads coming in from social. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I love LinkedIn. I, I think it's a great tool. And um, I think, uh, you know, personally, I've got more business out of LinkedIn than anything else. And it's because of just working the groups feature a lot. Yeah. Love it. Now let's go on to um, Pinterest. So this is, this is an interesting one, actually. The one main tip I guess I have from this is to do the collaborative pin boards. And um, basically, you know, in Pinterest, you create your own pin boards. There's an option to actually have an open pin board where other people can contribute. There's uh-huh. one that I'm a part of called, I think it's uh, Inspirational and Beautiful Life Moments, something like that. And there's people from all over the world putting in these really beautiful images. And we've created this little sub-community through a board, something as simple as a collaborative pin board. And then now we're all looking at each other's profiles and sharing stuff and getting involved with each other. Now, now you've, so you do connect with those people? Yeah. Well, when I was first added into this board, of course, what did I do? I went straight on to the person that, that started it, right? And I checked mm-hmm. her out. I went to her website. I followed her on Twitter because I thought, oh, she's really interesting. So yeah. it was a great marketing tool from her perspective for me to connect with her. But then I also was looking at that point, who is she strategically picking? So mm-hmm. I started then, of course, to look at the other people that were involved in the board as well. And um, and then I just started connecting with them in other social platforms. And I found some amazing blogs through it and just some great little resources that I keep tabs on from time to time. Awesome. Yeah, I don't use I, – I got a massive rush from Pinterest recently from a couple of pins that I posted. And I was fascinated with the amount of, amount of traffic that came to my website from mm. Pinterest. But, you know, so I found, I went out and found out who are the people who were sharing this pin. I went and, you know, thank, thanks for sharing the pin. So I wanted to make sure that they knew that I was appreciative of what they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's like Pinterest is a cool place. I know that it also uses hashtags as well. Um, and I, it's just one of those things where like Twitter, where you do retweets, Pinterest, mm-hmm. you do repins. So mm-hmm. Every social platform, again, this is a note, note that you can take across everything, is to share, to pay it forward. So in Facebook, you can share posts on your page. In, in Twitter, you can retweet. You know, in, um, in Pinterest, you can repin. So that's a huge theme, and it exists because it's a way to repay, I guess, people that are sharing your stuff, and you do the same for them. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Are we running out of platforms? I think we have one more. I want you to talk about this one because I just said something to you about it and you said, no, people use it. So it must be me that doesn't. So it's called, oh my goodness. So it's called Foursquare. And this is that little app that you use to, I used to use it. You check in to locations where you go and some places even offer you coupons and you, is it the mayor? Is that what you become? Yeah, it's 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 changed in the last few weeks actually. Has, yeah. Um Foursquare have split their app up into two. One one part of it's called Swarm, uh, where you do the checking in now. And I don't think the mayorships are available anymore. But you know, it's it's one of those things where 
there, there is a little community. There's a community on there. I've got a bunch of commu- people that are friends on there, and that's how I interact with them. I mean, I'm friends with them on other platforms, mm-hmm. but that's how they choose to talk, and that's how I'm. That's how I communicate with them. You know, I had a guy the other day he said, "Hey, what's your email address? I need to talk to you about some business stuff." And this is because I'm checking into the swimming pool or I'm checking into a restaurant or whatever, you know? <laughs> so even when I'm checking into those restaurants and those places, here's the thing. Your name is at the front of those people's lips. Yeah. You know, I've got people that um, ordinarily I wouldn't remember who they were, but because I see them on my Foursquare all the time, I'm like, hey, this person is constantly in my radar because I'm, I'm on Foursquare. So, um, and then you can like other people's check-ins and that sort of stuff too. So you can you can leave a comment and connect with them there. Now, it's not a massive part of your strategy, and I wouldn't say go and make sure you drop everything and go for Foursquare. But if you are a if you are a business that has a lot of visitors, foot traffic, people coming into it, you know, like a restaurant or a tourist attraction or a bar or, you know, whatever you've got, then um, you may want to think about how do I use Foursquare or how do I use Foursquare and Swarm to engage my customers a little more, you know, hey, come and check in here and get a free whatever it is or something like that. So have a think about how you can use that to really start engaging people and get them to share the love and tell their friends about it too. You know, I've heard it's really big in the foodie communities. Like the mm-hmm. people, they, they go around to restaurants and they check into different restaurants and um, it's a brilliant sort of tool for food and art scene and, and um, you know, and anything entertainment related where you're kind of, it's all about who you are, where you're seen, where you're going. Um, so I think that there definitely is a place for it you know, especially hearing what you said where you actually got business or you got somebody who wants to do business with you just for yeah. checking in somewhere. Interesting. And it's also an ego thing too because, you know, you look at it and go, hmm, do I want to tell people I'm actually checking in at this place? <laughs> or if I'm at the Ritz, like I was at the Ritz Carlton the other week, right? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to tell people, oh, this is an ego stroke. I'm going to tell people I was here. You know, yeah. so you sort of tell people, hey, and then people go, wow, you've been there. That's really cool. So it can be an ego sh- statement too. But, you know, I'll tell you one thing, one little story. I was at an airport and um, I was going to get a coffee from this particular coffee shop and it said, hey, check in here and get a free bagel or something, you know, if you check in between this certain time. And it was that certain time. So I went and checked in and I showed him my Foursquare screen and I said, hey, look, I'm just going to claim my free bagel. And the girl behind the counter goes, oh, I don't know anything about that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> how about you find out somebody that does here that works here? And she said, oh, my manager's on lunch break at the moment. I'm like, I don't care. I've got a plane to catch. I want my free bagel. And she was like confused as heck. She had no idea what to do. So my point is, if you're going to do it, make sure you tell your staff what you're doing. Very, so very so you look silly. Anyway. Now, I just want to wrap up with one more platform, and that is Instagram, because it is definitely growing, um, and, and more and more people are using it, especially younger generations. And Instagram is, in my opinion, and everything I've seen, is all about the hashtag. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, no, I was listening to something the other day about Instagram. as a training on Instagram, actually, and I, you know, I'm on Instagram, and I've got a fair, I've got a fair few followers on there, and. You know, I'll be on there every couple of days and just have a look around and put some stuff up there. But I really have been scratching my head about how to use it for business. But um, this training really opened my eyes up to Instagram. I think I'm going to start looking into how we can use it a little bit more because it was fascinating about it. But the one thing she did say was hashtags are the key. You're right. Hashtags are the key. Yeah. Um, and there's places where you can go and get hashtags. Um, they're not all relevant to you, but you do want to start using hashtags on your Instagram. So 
Hashtags are great for Instagram. They're great for, for Twitter. They come automatically with Google Plus posts. They're yes. poo for Facebook. Don't use them for Facebook. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, so Instagram, I guess the best way for engagement of that, again, is to do the hashtags and it's it's – you know, it's images of your life. So um, I will end, I guess, on the note of the selfie because we were talking about that earlier. And I love this little story. I told it earlier and make it simple. Um, Dr. Chris Brown is a TV personality here in Australia. He's a veterinarian and he was he's on a Friday night show here called um, The Living Room. And they were talking about social media and they were talking about um, social media uh, selfies and celebrities and how they always whip out the phone and say, look at me, look at me. Here's what he said. He said, when I, I guess he's single, he's a bachelor. And he's like, when I go out, am I going to go date another girl or, or, you know, have a date coming up? I'll look her up on social media. And if she has selfies of herself, that is a no go for me. Because to me, it says she's so interested in herself that she's going to spend all this time taking selfies instead of actually caring about people, um, which is exactly what we're talking about through engagement. Mm -hmm. So the selfie people, the people that I connect with the most on Instagram, I love the reality of their photos. I love that they definitely use the filters and all the fun things, but they 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 really have a holistic, beautiful reality to the fo- the photos that they post. And mm-hmm. it's not just them sitting there against walls and different beautiful lighting. Look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, and I think that's that's um, that's a key is the. Insta, there's a big there's a big movement on Instagram. I've been watching this lately, and it's called I think it's called hashtag No Filter. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's photos that are realistic without using any of the Instagram filters over the top. Yes. And um, I know this is a bit of a sidetrack, but uh, there's a movement around it, and people are saying, you know, if you're taking this photo and you haven't put a filter on it, put the hashtag No Filter. And there's a whole bunch of people saying, oh, a lot of these people are fake. So it's getting an interesting movement around it. But you're right. You can search a lot of things for hashtags. You can find out a lot of information about what's going on. And I think the the contrived photos, the ones you get from stock photo with words over the top, don't work as well as proper no. natural photos that are out there. I think that's definitely the movement we're going to. So really, uh, you know, the thing I want to leave you guys with is that the, the key themes we've talked about are everything you do online, make it real, make it you, make it um, a two-sided straight. You you want to go in with the intention of, I'm opening a conversation here. Um, and, and you really want to go with that energy because then people will pick up on that and feel like they are then part of your community and they're welcome to actually leave a comment back. Yes, absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. All right, I think we're almost out of. Um, we are out of uh, <laughs> out of platform and time. I think. Yes, we are. And I guess one more thing, guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of platforms, (laughs) we do have this amazing thing where we are, it's our entire mission and purpose to overcome online overwhelm. And the place you go for that is onlinemasterplanseries.com. Come and hang out with us and learn how to stop feeling so overwhelmed because there is a lot of social media. There's a lot of things you need to keep up to date with your business, but there's a trick to it. You don't need to do a lot of it yourself. So come and find out what things you should be paying attention to and what things you should give to somebody else to do. Yes, head on over onlinemasterplanseries.com. Now, if you've been listening to this uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, I, I Spreaker or even SoundCloud, we'd love to hear a, a review. Leave us some thumbs up and uh, tell us what you think. We are downloaded in now 75 countries. 
Heather Porter, 75 countries. Pretty awesome. Where can people find the show notes if they want to hear about some of the resources we talked about? Autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 75. So you want to pop in there. There's the show notes. And um, yeah, you guys, thank you so much as always for being there listening. And and, um, we would love to hear what you think come on by, let us know. What did you think about this episode? Do you have questions, comments of how you pick up your engagement on your social media platforms? Let us know. We have a big, huge, fat comment box there on that episode. (laughs) Pop (laughs) on in. Love to see you there. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelt securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.